Good morning, Disney fans. This is your host, Cyrus Bradford, with Controversial Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing how the Newsies were the real villains in their Broadway hit. I'm just going to get right into it and bring in my first guest, Jen. All right, Jen, welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> so, first question. Pulitzer was a war veteran from World War II. As such, he needed to build his life from the ground up. What hardships have the Newsies faced, besides not eating a few meals? I mean, most of, most of the Newsies are orphans. They all live on the streets of New York City, which at that time was pretty much a really rough place to live. I mean, you're a, what, 16, 17-year-old kid living on the streets of New York. You don't have a family. You don't have anywhere to sleep, anywhere to go. You have to fend for yourself. That's, like, that's a pretty, pretty dangerous spot to be in. So would you consider this to be worse than war? I wouldn't say worse than war, but both of them have their hardships. Because in war, when okay, living in the streets of New York, you're completely by yourself. You have to fend for yourself, fight for yourself, everything. Yeah, in war, obviously, you have to fight for yourself. But you're still kind of like, you're with a team. You're on, like, a group. There's a group of people around you. You know, you have... Um, governments back home supporting you most of the, most of the time in most wars. Um, you have like more of teams. A lot of the newsies didn't have that. A lot of them were just by themselves in the streets. So, disrupting the societal norm can be very damaging to society. Describe how the newsies did not create chaos in the daily life uh, when they began to strike. So, describe how they didn't. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, anytime you do something that's like disrupting a societal norm, you're gonna cause chaos, create chaos. Um, but I don't know. I think a lot of it was like, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of looking at like the real life events of this musical too. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of it that's a lot different. Um, from the musical, but at least what the musical shows is, I mean, yeah, the first day there was a strike, and then they stopped the wagons, but then they kind of all go back to work. So they're stopping, at least in the musical, they're stopping and striking, but then they're also still sometimes selling newspapers because they do have to eat, and they do have to feed the rest of their families. Well... Uh, let's talk about the refuge for a moment. Okay. While the conditions were deplorable, it still provided shelter and food, it, while it may have been minimal. It's better than being homeless, right? Well, I don't know. It depends on your outlook on life, I guess. Would you rather be trapped in um, the confines of some place like the refuge where there's terrible conditions, you have nothing to eat? Well, not nothing to eat, but... I mean, you could see in um, Act 2, Scene 2, with Crutchy in the refuge, and he's writing the letter to Jack, and he's like, the food isn't bad so far. Well, so far they haven't brought any food. Ha ha ha. So, you know, they're not eating much in the refuge. The conditions are really bad. You know, on the streets, yeah, they don't have much food either, and maybe where they're sleeping isn't too bad, but they at least have the freedom to choose one spot to sleep over another where one spot may be more cleaner than another and they have they have more freedom 
out on the streets as opposed to in the refuge where they're locked up. They're not allowed to leave. They're beat. They're, yeah. So would you argue it would be a small price to pay for shelter and a few warm meals? I don't know about that. I'm I'm so much like for the underdogs and kind of like the independence and fighting for yourself. And I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd rather be in somewhere where it's like really bad conditions, but you know, at least I have shelter. At least I have maybe a few warm meals as opposed to, oh, well, I can, you know, find my own shelter. I can make my own shelter. I can find my own meals and I have the freedom to go wherever I want. Mm. Uh, so, all the news he's had to do was just sell, was sell more papers. Uh, Pulitzer raised the price to 60 cents yeah. for 100 papers. Um, they already sold enough papers to get by day by day. What's a few more? Well, in that time, so what a lot of the musical shows is that um, they were at that time when the strike happened, they were having trouble selling as many newspapers as they used to because previously there was the war. So, you know, they had exciting headlines. They had fun things to talk about um, to get people to buy the newspapers. Now, there's a bunch of teenagers walking around the streets going, trolley strike is ending, come buy the newspaper. Yeah, no one wants to read that. So they all have to come up with new ways to try to sell newspapers to make a living on their own. Um, and yeah, and that was getting harder for some of them. And there's even some lines where um, there's one of the lines in there is like, that's a headline even Elmer can sell. So it shows that like some of the boys are better at selling the newspapers like Jack who will just, you know, make up a headline just to sell a newspaper. Um, and then there's others who maybe don't have as much of an appealing look or an appealing voice or there's just some something seems off about them that people won't want to go and buy the, the newspaper from them. So some of the newsies do better than others. So then when the strike happened, headlines were, you know, not as exciting. So it was just a lot harder for them to sell newspapers. So having to raise the price to 60 cents a paper, that means they would have to sell 10 more newspapers to make the same amount of money they were making. And yeah, I mean, that was, that was hard for some of them. So you mentioned Jack uh, yeah. in my last question. So he wanted to move to Santa Fe, which is a big step for a 17-year-old. On top of that, Jack accepted Pulitzer's offer, which we saw when he got the money. My opinion was that his decision to accept was for the money and for his selfish dream of moving, leaving, and which, of course, would leave his friends behind. Mm -hmm. Can we get your thoughts? My thoughts on the uh, whole go west young man notion? Um, <laughs> I think, um, I don't know, I think in the, in the beginning, like, it plays off of his ideas and opinions and attitudes kind of from the beginning of the musical, where, like, before, in the very beginning when the musical starts, you know, it's before the strike happens, yeah, they're all a family, yeah, they're all really happy, and, like, all the newsies have fun together, but, like, Jack just wants to get out of the city. Like, he's tired of the city life, he wants to go somewhere where the air is cleaner, everything is fresh he just wants to start over again and honestly as a 17 year old going to college next year starting over sounds pretty great mm. so i can understand where jack's coming from where it's like i would do anything 
to get out of this city because that's literally where I am right now in my own life. So I can understand where Jack's coming from for that perspective. So when Pulitzer gives him this offer, and also at the time when that happens, Jack's also down and defeated. Like, we just got, like, beat to the ground. Like, my best friend is in the refuge. I can't see him. You know, we don't even know if he's going to make it. And, you know, Jack just put all these kids in danger by striking. And so Jack's like, whatever, I'm just going to give up on it because it was a bad idea. I got people hurt, and that responsibility is on him. So he just wants to escape. He just wants to go away. So while, like, I can see where he's coming from for that perspective, um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely glad he stayed in New York. <laughs> um, and when, like, gave the money back to Pulitzer and decided to um, – team up with the Newsies again. So I'm very happy that happened, obviously. Um, but I can see where he's coming from with just wanting to start over, like desperately wanting to go somewhere new and just do something else mm-hmm. with his life. I can I can understand that opinion. <laughs> of course, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, my final question. Okay. Why would people support a criminal like Jack and make him out as a hero? Because in the, in the Broadway hit... He was said to have stolen food and clothing, and while it was for a noble cause, um, he was like the 1940s Robin Hood. Robin Hood yeah. was still considered a thief and a criminal, so why would you make him out to be a hero? Robin Hood was considered a thief and a criminal, criminal, but he was also Robin Hood, and everyone loved him. So I think the reason that everyone liked Jack is because he was charismatic, he was charming, and his heart was in the right place. If he had more money and if he had the means to give those kids food and clothing without stealing, I believe he would have. I think it was just he was trying to do the right thing but didn't have the means to do it. So, yes, he was stealing. Yes, he was considered a thief, but his heart was in the right place when he was doing it. And, I mean, I don't know. People like the underdog. People like the Robin Hood type characters that, yeah. Well, thank you, Jen. Your inputs have been astounding. Thank you for inviting me. This was an awesome show. Awesome questions. All right. Thank you. And with that interview, I want to thank everyone for listening. Please stay tuned for more controversial podcasts.